0: Coming up, now more than ever, it's important to see the good in other people. To At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well known Torah scholar shares important insights that will make home life better. And this week, my guest is Rabbi David Schoonmaker, and he's going to talk about judging others favorably and why this is an essential outlook in Jewish daily living. Rabbi Schoonmaker is one of the Rosh Yeshiva of Chappelle's Darchenom Yeshiva in Jerusalem, Israel. And before accepting his position at Chappelle's, he was a well-known teacher at the Yeshiva of Eish HaTorah for over 15 years, holding such positions as Mishkiach of the Yeshiva, Rosh Beit Midrash, and director of Eish's outreach division, to name a few. Rabbi Schoonmaker is also the author of Tamay Sefer chinuch and Kuntur's Petchei Simchat Yom Tov. Welcome, Rabbi David Schoonmaker, to At Home in Jerusalem. Thank you so
1: much. It's great to be at home in Jerusalem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Talmud instructs us to, quote, judge others favorably. So on a basic level, what does this mean?
1: Sure. You see someone do something, a specific action, which is questionable. It can be understood in a negative way or in a positive or neutral way. The idea of judging favorably would to be assumed that it was a positive action, not a negative action. Now, we should say at the outset that there are a lot of um, specific Jewish law parameters, when this applies, etc. We're not going to get into all that, but it doesn't necessarily... Apply to every single situation with every single person mm-hmm. uh, which is a question people ask mm-hmm. okay.
0: but why is it more than just this nice idea or suggestion where it's an obligation that we give the benefit okay, of okay good
1: doubt. before we're going to get to that it's like to give one other quick word of introduction good. So to get our heads around this idea of judging favorably mm-hmm. we have to uh, remember one thing which is this I, I hope i'm not dating myself here but when i was younger there was a show called Happy days. Right. And the <laughs> star of the show was a guy named the Fonz. He was actually Jewish. Not in the, the show. Actor was Jewish, and, right? yeah. and what was his name? <laughs> Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Right. And he was really like a cool guy mm-hmm. with a motorcycle, leather jacket, the whole thing. And one time um, he had made a mistake and he had to admit his um,
0: he mistake. Was, he had to admit he
1: like, was wrong. And I he remember. Said, I I I uh, you know, maybe if he said, I was. I was. I was. Maybe if I said I was wrong right we have to recognize the judge we all make clear um, and quick decisions about things and evaluations of things and we think we're always right well we're not always right and if we don't You have to get our head around that, be able to say that I'm wrong, I evaluated something and that's not really the end of the story, not to make the evaluation, not jump to the conclusion, and recognize as smart as you are and as many degrees as you have, and if you're a rabbi or or a doctor or CEO, it doesn't make any difference, you could be wrong a lot of the time and any honest Mm -hmm. person will do that. And there's all this great work out there about biases today uh, and Kahneman's books, Thinking Fast and Slow, and they even have names for all these different biases. Well, guess what? If you have a lot of biases, that means you don't see things clearly all the time and it's a really life work to see things with more and more accuracy Mm -hmm. and the more we're human the more we relate to our humanity about that and are honest about that the easier it will be for us to judge favorably Mm -hmm. because we don't always know when we think we always know so it's like this mountain how Mm -hmm. in the world could I possibly Mm -hmm. judge favorably Mm -hmm. so clear Mm -hmm. that's not always so clear we don't always know we're not always sure about things so I just like to say that on the introduction Mm -hmm. on to your question which I really love that question which again was why is it an obligation why isn't it just a nice idea That's a wonderful question. I like to answer that on three levels. What Mm -hmm. does it mean? Um, a nice idea in Judaism, what does it mean an obligation? Obligation means it's a mitzvah, it's something that was commanded by God mm-hmm. uh, to us. So why did God command in it? So I think there are three reasons. One is it shows the importance. There are a lot of great ideas in Judaism, but then there's something else called the command. You know, what God commanded us. That shows when he commands us because it's really important, it must be done. So we see from this how important an idea it is, but also it shows how beneficial it is. We have to remember this, the Zohar, the Kabbalistic uh, mystical work of Judaism calls the, the 613 mitzvot, mm-hmm. Taryag the six hundred thirteen mitzvot, Taryag three six hundred thirteen eight's ideas, ways to fulfill our life. Every mitzvah is there to make our life more beneficial. Mm-hmm. So something became a mitzvah is not just important, but it's something which is a great way to live life and a great way to. It's a, for our benefit. Every mitzvah is for our benefit, mm-hmm. and therefore it must be. This is we have a lot of personal gain, personal stakes, and it'll be in our best interest to do this idea of. Um, judging favorably obviously and three finally is every mitzvah every commandment is a connection to god it says he will command his angels to be with you which that's also language of he'll connect the angels to you. That's a verse in Tehillim and Psalms. He'll command, he'll connect. The mitzvah is a lesson of connection. That means anything that is a mitzvah, anything that's a commandment Judaism connects us to him, it's super important and it's beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. So I mean this idea of judging favorably is not just like another nice idea out there in the uh, in the modern literature or something. It's an idea which is basic to our benefit mm-hmm. as human beings and as Jews. Can you, just, can you
0: just explain what does that mean he'll connect his angels to you? I know it's not so much about judging favorably sure. but what does what does that Doug- mean that
1: they that they're that they right in judaism we believe uh, that there are actually angels which follow people and around them that's what i mean so he connects uh-huh. them to you uh-huh. that they used to be that in fact there was a when someone would go into the bathroom as a law, when someone goes to the bathroom, he has to like excuse himself from his ministering angels that accompanied him uh, by now. And, you know, we just live in a lower type of reality, which we're not aware of these things. That's why we don't talk about them anymore. But wow. they do exist in the Jewish literature.
0: That's a deep concept. <laughs> yes, yeah, So... All you would mention the example of the person who maybe they don't think they have biases, but maybe they really do. But they are sure of what they saw, right? The person, but it's not just those of us who think we're always right. Maybe those of us who admit we're not always right. <laughs> body, but what I saw, this time, yeah. there is, yeah, there is just no doubt about it. Like, what, uh, what do we do? How do we judge okay, favorably in such excellent. a situation?
1: You know, that's gonna be, so. I mean, we're saying that I really did see. So there's no question. There was uh, sin. No question. This was uh, an anger. No question. There was something negative going on. Great. So we have to really remember is that there are always mitigating factors, right? It, it wasn't a, it was a nasty thing, but they're always mitigating factors why people do things. You don't know that that taxi driver, what kind of, you know, business his wife gave to him and what type of difficult things. Maybe he just, you know, maybe he just got fired and that's why he's so upset and that's mm-hmm. why he's letting it out on you. Is it right to let it out on you? It's not, but it's not just coming from a negative, nasty place of anger towards you. It's his own personal anger, mm-hmm. the Mishnah. The Talmud instructs us, don't judge your friend until you get to his place. Mm, and the right. Sfas Emes, one of the Hasidic masters, says, you know what, you never really know another human being's place. Right. You really don't. Mm-hmm. And when we remember that, we say, well, I don't know his place. And maybe in his place I would really react uh, so much worse than he would and so much more more angry. And and within this, we have this amazing ability to look down on people. I find myself, and I'm not uh, proud right. to say this, but mm-hmm. sometimes there's something that I'm not careful about, and one day I'm careful about it, and the next day I'm misjudging others about the fact they're not careful about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I come mm-hmm. late to work all the time. On Tuesday I came on time and on Wednesday I'm judging others who don't come on time Mm -hmm. but for four weeks before that I wasn't coming on time either. So why am I I judging everybody? And Just like I have all these mitigating factors to myself and we all understand ourselves and see ourselves in a forgiving eye Mm -hmm. and an, and an honest forgiving eye that we realize there's a lot that goes on you know that you don't know how big this challenge is to me well guess what you don't know how big his challenge is to him mm-hmm. so therefore we have to um look in a favorable way at other human beings even when they do negative things
0: there are many jewish writers including dr miriam Adahan, who write about the concept of this actually goes beyond just judging favorably but actually presuming innocence what do you what do you think of that if it's uh, um that's yeah, interesting that you know assumption. presuming
1: innocence. Uh, and specifically in the quote you told me here to say that um, you know they're doing the best they can, or or there's no pre- premeditated malice. So I think that's true to an extent. Like maybe we could say that I think in general it's a healthy way to look at things. People don't mean badly, mm. but it's another step to say someone can't do better. That's a little too defeatist mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. The, the the negative side maybe of doning hood of being too favorable is that we say well no no one means anything. No one can accomplish anything. We're just a bunch of babies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe in humanity is still a little bit more than that, I'm a little more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly in relationships we have things. Your husband's speaking to you in a way that you're not happy with. Your wife's uh, not not taking care of things the way you like. A couple has to be able to talk, uh, talk to each other and mm-hmm. express things and not just in Lakovko all the time I think that can get to a, a deep place of resentment and anger which is really dangerous so you have to be real with this work that's really what I'm mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. you know
0: do, do you have a suggested phrase so that the person who's trying to uh, down trying to judge someone favorably that the husband or wife might say like help me understand this is what I think is going on or what that's what, what great. Sort of I don't, I don't think, I
1: think I have a specific one mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a specific one to share no I'm sorry mm-hmm. but I, that sounds like a good a great idea for someone to have such a phrase and, and, and to talk about and to take the time out and be able to speak. But, but uh, you know, I just want to emphasize, we have to keep talking to each other and, mm-hmm. and see, looking for understanding and deeper relationships, not just, you know, he's bad or, or he's, <laughs> he's really good in all the bad that he does and that's just how he is. You know, I don't think right. that doesn't last. Right, right, doesn't exactly.
0: Yeah. In the time remaining, I'm just wondering if you have any real-life examples when you or someone you know was absolutely sure that they saw a person doing something improper and well, appropriate well, and later right. that was proven wrong. I'm sorry,
1: happy you asked that because mm-hmm. I recently saw just a phenomenal story, which, which I'm humbled by as a uh, head of a yeshiva myself, and awed by, and I hope I can learn from this story myself. There was a there was a great Talmud chacham, a great Torah scholar who affected really hundreds and hundreds of people named Leib Mintzberg. Rabbi Mintzberg uh, lived in the Mea Sha'arim section and he was a Yerushalmi uh, Jew of the, that ultra-orthodox um, uh, bent. Anyway, so th- this, the story goes, which I read from an accurate source, that he passed away recently and there was a student that had left yeshiva in a huff uh, maybe five, six years before that was at the funeral and was crying like a baby. Mm. And one of his friends from his yeshiva time says, I don't understand. Why in the world are you crying? Like you for about half a year were so negative about the yeshiva and you didn't like it and you said you were leaving and there was nothing the yeshiva could do well, correctly, and nothing the yeshiva could do well. Mm-hmm. So why in the world are you so sad now? Now, let's just stop for a second. Um, if we looked at this right now what will we say well obviously minceberg and his whole yeshiva must have been a corrupt bad place that really mistreated this guy in such a way that's how we would have viewed hmm. if we freeze-framed at that moment but let's listen to what this young man answered it's so beautiful he said that I was not a good student at all, and I had done a lot of things that really got me deserving of being kicked out of the yeshiva, out of the institution, which unfortunately Mm -hmm. happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. And Leib Mintzberger came to me and said, you know, you you can't be in the yeshiva anymore, but I don't want anybody to know that you were kicked out. So you're going to stay here for another half a year, and you're going to say lots and lots of negative stuff about the yeshiva, and everybody's going to think that's why you left. And he created this whole thing at his own um, at his own uh, well, loss expensive. to his yeshiva. Someone's yeah. bad-mouthing his yeshiva just to save the honor of this young man. So that was a great situation oh of personal greatness and wow. um, judging favorably.
0: Wow. You're
1: right someone to look at it would say you'd look at it at the mid beginning you know five years before but when you see the whole picture you realize oh, well wow, what an amazing what a, a amazing sacrifice. person that was
0: yeah yeah <laughs> wow okay thank you rabbi david schoonmaker for helping us judge others favorably
1: okay we should all be successful thank you everybody out there
0: and there are many videos articles and audio classes about seeing the good in our fellow human beings on com. so check them out and thanks for listening